Hello, and welcome to the Howling Monkey Reads the Comics. Today is Sunday, May 19th, 2019. Let's take a look and see what's having the funnies together, shall we? How's everybody doing today? Uh, it is a bright, sunny day here. Uh, it's getting near summer break. School's almost out. That's very exciting, particularly for my co-host, M. M, you excited about summer break coming up? Kinda. I love school, so not really. You like schools, not really. Oh boy, you're gonna you're 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 gonna get over that. You'll outgrow that, I promise. Eventually, you'll be like just can't wait for summer break. Okay. Or any break. Or any break. That's right. You'll be coming up with reasons not to go to school, like uh, I've I, I've got a tummy ache, or um, the the dog ate my arm, or something like that. You know, that'll be. But that's that's down down the road. Okay. Well, why don't we now start looking at the comics? Du jour, our first comic of the day, is The Born Loser by Art and Chip Sansom. In this episode, The Born Loser is standing in an elevator and his boss shows up. His boss is wearing a bowler hat for some reason and he's got a he's got this weird patch of hair. He looks like Batman on the back of his head, yeah. doesn't it? It's a weird, a weird tuft of hair on the back of his head. Uh, like the Batman symbol, like Michael Keaton's gonna show up any minute but, now. But like the um the head of the bat that um it's like really just like Half of a circle. It's like just yeah, right. It's not and it's not a perfect bat, but I'm telling you, dude's gotten a bat carved in the back of his his hair. Anyway, uh, the boss says, "Well, I believe this is the first time you've ever beat me to the elevator," and so they just stand there for several panels. And uh, the boss goes, "Well, this weight is certainly interminable. How long has it been since you pushed the button?" And the born loser goes, "Button." The joke here is that the born loser. Doesn't know how to operate an elevator. And that's why he hasn't ever been first. That's right, because he's, I guess he's never been first. He's never had to learn how to operate an, an elevator. Oh boy. Our next comic of the day is Garfield in this episode. Uh, Garfield has, or uh, Odie shows up and uh, he has a stick. And both Garfield and Odie are walking on two feet, which is weird, man. Because they, they're not people, they're animals. But anyway, uh, Odie shows up with a stick and Garfield goes, Oh, let me guess, you want me to throw it, right? So Garfield takes the stick and throws it. And, and and he throws it and it says what? Swish. Swish. His arm says but swish. he is faking. And uh, he doesn't actually throw it. That's right. He's faking it. Uh, and he says, ha ha, I faked him out. And Odie went running off real fast. So fast that he le- left like the, the speed yeah. puff of dust behind him. And then he's like, kind of like, like, like how gubble can you get? Poor Odie, poor dumb Odie. That's right. He's and, like, then, and then what happens in the last panel? And then in the last panel, Odie is eating Garfield's food. That's right. So, so Garf, Odie set up an entire con to get Garfield to th- pretend to throw the stick so that Odie could run off and eat Garfield's food, proving that Odie is not dumb, but he is a criminal mastermind on the level of Kaiser Sose. So that's uh, pretty pretty good there. The, the joke here is that... Uh, that Odie ran a, a short con and, on Garfield. And he knew that Garfield would fall for it. That's right, because uh, he's he's good, man. It's uh, it's uh, pretty diabolical, really. All right, our next comic of the day is The Griswells by Bill Shore. In this episode, uh, the, there's two kid bears, I think. I think they're bears. I don't know what they are. Yeah, they're bears. They're bears, okay. Or, or groundhogs. They're, they're either bears or groundhogs, which... If you're ever in a situation where you're trying to decide if you're facing a bear or a groundhog, it's going to resolve itself pretty easily because a bear, you know, will eat you and a groundhog 
It's just cute. Anyway. They're not just cute. They're pretty cute. They dig holes. They, they dig. have their own holiday. They do. And bears don't. There's yeah. no there's no special special holiday for bears. Day. But there's, there's bear day. There there's no there is no there is there is no no bear bear day. Alright, so the the bears or groundhogs, whatever they are sitting around and uh they I think they're brother and sister and the little sister goes and the, the the brother is watching TV and the sister goes, Hey, instead of sitting in front of a TV, why don't you get some exercise? And the boy says, I get exercise and then he says a channel and and he presses the remote and it says click. I channel surf. The joke the joke here is that uh channel surfing is a term you use for meaning you're just sitting there flipping through channels. But there's also surfing is an activity outside where you you know, you ride a surfboard in the waves and uh, that's exercise but channel surfing channel surfing is not an exercise not at all and <sighs> exercise that's right we're with penguins we've got the argyle sweater which reminder the argyle what is the argyle sweater not it's not the far side it is not the far side very good the far side was not even being printed when you were in any time in your life, which is, but it's, I'm excited that you know that. That's only so, because you keep saying that every I, time. Are you Fine, I'm being, re- fine, I'm being repetitive. Okay, fine, I get it. We all get it, okay? <laughs> uh, okay, so in this episode, the penguins are all sitting around, and uh, there's a penguin talking to some younger penguins, and uh, on she's the board. Like the teacher. She's the teacher. She's Miss Gwen. Get it, Pen Gwen? Miss Gwen. Penguin. Uh, and it's an art class, and she's pointing to a color wheel, okay? Uh-huh. And then one of the penguins, baby penguin, goes, Why do we have to learn stupid stuff we'll never use? <laughs> the joke here is that, of course, penguins and their world are all what colors? White. And black. Black and white. That's white. it. They're not going to run into purple or yellow or, or and red. And uh, blue for the ocean well but now 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 you're adding reality into this no that, i'm being but, serious uh, but they have blue okay and yeah. and and they have they do how do you get black i okay them i think i think yeah okay, the gray. penguins and some gray <sighs> where where snow has been mixed so so m here has has found the fatal flaw in this particular strip and that there is no truth in this comedy but the point is supposed to be that penguins are black and white therefore they would not need to learn about and white colors. and blue and, and, and more bl- colors. All right. And gray. No black. <sighs> All right. She. Yeah, the, yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Good point. All right. Our next comic of the day is Brian Crane's pickles. And 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 that noise you hear in the background, by the way, is a, is a train. So it's not a special effect. But are we going to wait and record later? No, we're not, because those are the production values that make this show great. Okay, anyway, uh, Pickles by Brian Crane. In this episode, Mr. Pickles is sitting on the couch and he hears somebody say, whoop, whoops, whoops. So he goes into the kitchen and he sees Mrs. Pickles and uh, he goes, hey, what are you whoopsing about? And she says, ah, I was getting out, I was getting some ice out of the fridge and I dropped it. And uh, Mr. Pickles goes, well, maybe you should just try to be more careful. And then the next panel, he is, it appears that he is levitating above the ground, feet forward. No, no, no. Because of a piece of ice, he tripped on it. And I then, see. And then Miss Pickles says, "Whoops." Yeah, he, he. That's right. He tripped on a piece of ice, and you're right. You can see there's a little chunk yeah. of ice, but it looks like he's flying on a like an invisible magic carpet. But, like, but he's not. So he goes. He slips and falls and lands on lands on his his backside, and then Mrs. Pickles says, "Whoops." 
The joke here is that Mr. Pickles was being critical of Mrs. Pickles, and then he was hoisted on his own petard, literally, when he when he slipped on the ice and fell because he himself was not careful, and his hypocrisy is he therefore... He should have said that to himself. That's right, he should have said it to himself. So that's, that's the joke there, is that Mr. Pickles was hoisted on his own petard, which is a great expression. A petard is a small cannon, by the yeah, way. I never knew. Oh, never mind. What? I, I, I thought I never knew they had a dog because the dog was next to. There was a dog. We didn't we didn't talk about the dog, but there there was a dog. Yeah, and we don't we don't yeah. But he, I don't know. I, I guess it's probably Pickles the dog too. Everybody on this in this episode. I don't know where the word. I know his name's not really Mister Pickles, but I don't know why they call no, this strip his pickle. His name's not his Mr. name's not Earl Pickles, but that's yeah, what I call yeah, him. Yeah, it is. Maybe the dog's pickles, and they just named the. Str- I don't. I don't know. Maybe the, everybody enjoys pickles. The story pickles. is not about a dog. Why would the? Ex- why would no? That is not true. Their last name is Pickles. Okay, fine. Earl, Earl and Mrs. P- Mrs. Pickles. I don't know Mrs. Pickles' first name. It's, I, I'm. I'm going to go with Gertrude. All right. Our next comic of the day is The Wizard of Id by Hart, Master Ayani, and Parker. In this episode, the wizard is walking down the street and he sees a uh, a carriage in front of the bank. And it's open, and it's got money in it, and you know it's got money in it because it's bags with dollar signs, uh, which is the universal way that that money is transported in the comic strip world. Um, and so he goes, "Huh? The uh, bank carriage is left unguarded." And suddenly, there's a, a what is that? A, a poof. poof. And a devil comes out. A devil comes out, and uh, the devil says, "Hey, take it quick! I know you want to. Ha ha! Quick!" And then uh, the wizard goes, "Hmm." But what does that other guy think? Because usually, you know, in comic strips or whatever, when a devil appears on your shoulder, then an angel will appear yeah. on the and other the, shoulder. And the angel does the right thing. The devil does the wrong thing. Exactly. That's exactly the, the trope. And uh, so the wizard goes, well, okay, devil, but what does the other guy think? And then the we see the angel flying away with a bag of money going, ha see you guys at the casinos, losers. Whoa. So the joke here is that the angel... Is is worse than the devil for some reason? I get. I don't like. I, he does it, but the yeah, devil's just telling him. Yeah. So the the angel is actually stealing money to go play at the casinos. So uh, whatever, man. That's the joke. Is that the angel does 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 bad? No, the angel does good. The. In but the angel the, stole the money. Yes, but that's only because. I yeah. don't know why, but the angel usually does the right thing in right. the right. That's movies. The, exactly. The angel usually does the right thing, but in this case, he didn't. So, so in this particular instance, our expectations are turned on their end, are turned upside down, and that's the comedy. The comedy is a result of that surprise uh, mix of expectations, you see. That's the joke. <sighs> Moving on to Blondie. In this particular episode, uh, we see Dagwood talking to his boss, and his boss is going, ha. Ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. He, 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 he. Woo-hoo. That's four panels of the boss laughing in various ways, and, and M has described it exactly correctly. Uh, he's laughing. He's flipping in the air laughing. He's uh, rolling on the floor laughing. He's just laughing, laughing, and laughing. like, sla- I'm like, Almost falling out of his chair. Yeah, yep. Standing up like. Yep, it's all uh, just it's just all him having a riotous laugh fest. And then in the final two panels, Dagwood has come home, and uh, he tells his wife, 
The day I gave the boss an ultimatum to either give me a raise or find a better office manager somewhere. Oh, oh, that's the first time I've even known what Dagwood's job is. He's apparently office manager for whatever business this this is. So good to know. Now we that one mystery, one mystery solved today. Wow, but, only one. I but, thought you only had zero. Well, now it's one. And so he goes, so I told him, I gave him that ultimatum. And then uh, he, he's hanging up because he goes, luckily I caught him in a good mood and I still have my job. <laughs> Joke here is that the, that the the boss found Dagwood's request so laughable that he just laughed at him, but he did not fire him. So therefore it is a win for Dagwood. Her next comic of the day is Funky Winker Bean by Tom Battyuk. Uh, in this episode, I don't know who any of the characters are. I don't know if the older guys is Funky Winker Bean or not. I mean, this probably is, a com- is this probably is this comic strip's been around for a long, long time, and and I have I haven't read it in forever. But uh, there's an older guy, middle aged guy, uh, who is eating spaghetti, and um, he spills some spaghetti on his shirt, and he goes, "Oh no, uh, this was a clean shirt." Blah blah blah. And then his, I'm guessing, daughter. Or. Maybe or it's his wife. wife. I, uh, I have no idea. Some, somebody. I, there's, whoever this is or, says, you know, you might want to start taking some vitamins. With as much food as you spill on yourself, you're probably losing out on a lot of nutrition. <laughs> and the joke here is that he spilled some spaghetti and uh, he's being mocked for it. All right. Our next comic of the day is Mother Goose and Grimm by Fun- uh, by by Funky Winkerbean, I was going to say, but it's not. It's by Mike Peters. In this episode, uh, Mother Goose is on the phone. Saying, <laughs> she's saying, Doctor, I'm afraid Grimm's gas problem has gotten serious. And on the couch... He's like a boom. There's like a mushroom cloud coming out of his bottom. <laughs> so, so, so she's concerned and that he has a big gas. And it's red. So... So, the, <laughs> the whole joke here is just to, to make an elaborate and, toot and, joke. And the dog is still asleep. I don't get how. I don't know. I don't know how you could be asleep if if a nuclear <laughs> mushroom cloud was emitting from your backside. <laughs> but there it is. It's a, a atomic 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 toots coming out of the dog. <laughs> it's uh, uh, that's that's good stuff that there. That's weird. That is just weird. I agree. All right, our next comic of the day is. Popeye's Cartoon Club in this episode. He's like humming something like hum skiddly dum dumps skims dum skilly dilly. That's right. It's a very good song. This was this is a very popular song in the nineteen forties of of hum skiddly dum. That was that was very so yes. Anyway, so Popeye is walking down the street singing his little tune, and he comes across Bluto's Tattoo Parlor. Which he shouldn't go in because Bluto hates him, but he does anyway. And so he tells uh, Bluto, he goes, I wants, I wants to have a big tattoo of olive oil on me back. And then he goes, do I need do I need a, pic, a, pic, a picture? And uh, Bluto says, no, no, I know what to do. And so he's starting to give the tattoo. And Popeye in his head has an, a vision of olive oil, his girlfriend, in his head. But Bluto is maniacally... Putting a bat- tattoo on Popeye's back of, in fact, a jar of, of olive oil, um, which is what the jo- all right. The joke here is that Olive Oil, the character, is named for olive oil, the cooking ingredient. Uh, Hi, th- olive oil. That- <laughs> he's 
That's that's a very good Oliver impersonation. Uh, but I'm explaining the joke. Hold on a second there with the olive oil. The so olive oil the character is named for olive oil the ingredient, which you know is like the liquid is like a cooking ingredient. You know what olive oil is. Uh, we know what olive oil is. So so the joke is that here is that they are acknowledging the fact that olive oil has the same name as olive oil. as olive oil. Uh, which we've ignored for 50 years of Popeye, or 60, I don't even know how old Popeye, 108 years old, I don't know. It was, um, it was made by the Lumiere brothers, I don't know how old Popeye was, but we've never acknowledged the fact that olive oil is named for olive oil, so now we're acknowledging that olive oil is the same sounding thing as olive oil. And now he's I got a tattoo. I get the point, Dad. <sighs> Thank you, Em, you're right, we'll move, we'll move on. Get the point. Fine. We're going to move on to our favorite comic. Oh, look. It's, Sly, it's Slylock yay, Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You know what Slylock Fox is? It's a, yes. it's a bunch of it's a bunch of different comics, uh, things in it. Like, you know, it's a spot the differences, a word scramble, blah, blah, blah. But the main thing about Slylock Fox is a mystery. And in this one, dun, dun, dun. that was pretty good. The, the dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Okay, so the mystery of Slylock Fox on this one is that Slylock and his friend the mouse, who is a mouse with a bowler and pants, uh, but no shirt, uh, Slylock Fox and Max are hiding in the in a, in a getaway car. Slylock doesn't know. Okay, Slylock can't see where they are, and he can't hear the robbers talk above the high radio volume. But there's some evidence that prompted Slylock to report to the police that they are now traveling through the forest mountain tunnel. What is that? What is that evidence? See if you can solve the puzzle of Slylock Fox. We'll give you a minute. Oh, you listen to this mystery no, I music. That's why I'm covering it up so you don't see the mystery, the answer. Well, I can't see the pictures. All right. All right. That's we're letting them figure it out. Okay. All right. Time. That's it. All right. So, have you solved the mystery of Slylock Fox's location? Yeah. The the ant you have do you know what it is? No. No. Well, yes, I do, but okay, I'm not but, telling you. Okay. Here's the clue that that Slylock Fox used to uh, tell the police on his smartphone, which he's holding, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. On his smartphone, which he's holding, he informs the police where they are that they're in the mountain pass because only static could be heard on the radio. Therefore, he knew they were in a mountain where they couldn't get radio reception. Okay. Now, one. And he does not have a phone. Well, wait, wait a minute. No. He one, can, he does not have a phone. No, one. No, one. He does not fine. have a phone. But he does. He's holding a phone no, in his hand. But, but we never knew. He never uses a phone. All right. I think you're I think you're getting off track here. No, because, I'm not. You are. <laughs> okay, one. Slylock Fox has never been shown with a phone before. Two. Two. Silent Fox does not even have a phone. You, that's, you've already covered that. Two is that... No, at no point in the description of the events were we advised that there was that there was static at all. That that didn't tell us that, so there was no way we would know that all they heard was static. So we could not yeah. have possibly solved the clue. I thought it was because there was a tire right there. No, they're in the trunk. Oh, okay. Three. Oh. And why would that tell you that you're in a mountain? Wait, I was not listening. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> Three. He's got a smartphone. Smartphones all have maps things on them. He could have just pulled it up and gone, oh, here we are. I'll tell the police that. But four, 
four, if the radio is only getting static, how is a cell signal getting through so that Slylock Fox can tell the police? Slylock Fox, this, this is the, the mystery has been solved. And the mystery here is that there was some bad writing going on on this one because there was no way, A, we had enough evidence to, or information to solve it. And two, the, the information was faulty because of the other factors pre heretofore discussed. So, boo to Slylock Fox this, this time. Not this one. This one makes me mad because uh, because if oh, a radio can't even get through, like a mouse. Oh no. Okay. All right. Not so that's the mystery. Now the other part of Slylock Fox. They never draw anything. The other part of Slylock Fox is they teach you how to draw, and today it's how to draw, draw a snoozing mouse. A snoozing mouse. So step one: draw two circles and a nose. And it looks weird. Step three: add some arms and, and legs. And legs. And a dot on the nose. And then a dot on the nose. Step three, nose. you finish it. <laughs> no, and no, you've no, got a no, snoozing no. mouse. No, the you end. add feet, <sighs> add a tail, uh -huh. you add whiskers, mm -hmm. yep. you color everything, you add a Z, you add ears, you add face, you add. Uh huh. You add. Yeah. You, you add the Z in it, right. and then color it all. Color the Z black, color the. The bubble, purple, there. The the point I'm making here is that... that they don't know how to draw anything. Step three it has way too many steps in it. Step one and two are fairly simple. Step three, you have to do like 4,000 things in order well, to have... My point is, they don't draw good. <sighs> that's a... All right. Well, that's a, that's a fair point is that it's not a particularly good drawing. It was snoozing mouse anyway. So there you go, Slylock Fox. The mystery of the... Uh, the, it's if the if the if the radio we get, it, we get it we get it we get it we get it all right em all right we're gonna move on to the next comic of the day and it's ah yes 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 it's the family circus family circus family circus it's the family Happy. circus <laughs> By Bill Keen in this episode. Uh, Ooh, valid Billy, baby I, Hold on, hold on. In, in, in the middle of it, Billy is talking to his dog Sam, not his other dog Barfy. This one's Sam. Barfy. And he, or, or Hot Dog the Cat. No, Hot Dog the Cat is Dennis. I don't know if they have a cat in the family circus. But anyway. Yes, they do. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. All right, fine. Anyway, really goes, anyway, he's saying, hey, you're lucky, Sam. You don't have to worry about what you'll do for a living when you grow up. You're just a dog. And then Sam is thinking, just a dog? And then... And then uh, it does this. It's a baby sister. It's, it's showing... He's a valet. Well, let me He's hold on. Let me explain, let me explain this a little. He's a food taster. He's a night watchman. He's an exterminator. He's a garbage collector. He's an excavator. 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 That's yeah. all he is. That's the point is, is that, that there's little bubbles around the main bubble that show Sam doing things like watching PJ play in the yard and eating Dolly's food. No, that is baby sister. That is food taster. Right, I know. That's what I'm, I'm explaining. Um, I'm explaining, explaining it. it. What they what he fine, is. Fine. He's he's watching little PJ that makes him a babysitter. He's tasting Dolly's food which makes him a food taster. Right. He's bringing dad a, a some slippers which makes a valet. A valet, sure. Um uh, 
He's owning, oh, you know, Val, Val has given him some leftover scraps. That Let's is a some, food taster. No, no, the leftover oh, that's scraps. that's a garbage collector. He's a garbage collector, and he sits in his... They make he sits in his doghouse at night looking at the moon and night that, watchman. And that's a night watchman, which I'm kind of sad that they make Sam sleep outside at night because you know that just I that just makes me sad. I I'm, I'm starting to feel a little Sarah McLaughlin music coming in here because I feel I don't think that's right. But that is not Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> the point is that. That Sam is not just a dog. He has many functions around the house, and it's no, not no, nice no. for that's Billy. That's what he's imagining. To... No, that's not what he's doing. No, that's, that's what he no. does. That's no, the... no, no, yes. No, the point no, is, no, 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 the no. point is, those no, are the things he not... does do. Does he ever do that in the family circus? Just, no, yeah. no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Em, I'm telling you, these are the things he does, and that's why he's saying that's I'm not the just thing a dog. He does in his mind. No, he re- he really does no, these things. No, he does not. Okay, we're having a dis- an argument here about the reality of the family circus. We have reached a brand new low, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, finally today, Andy Cap is drunk. This program is brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. We're on the web at howlingmonkeyradio.com, where you can find our other shows and content. You can also learn about ways to support our efforts there. You can reach us through our email address, info at howlingmonkeyradio.com. 